families, and welcome to another episode of Thriving Autism Families. I'm your host, Crystal Sanford, and I am so excited to be here today as we talk about screen time and what is too much. Uh, I am really excited to have our ho- our guest here today, and we have Nicole Rawson, who is our special guest and screen time clinic owner. Hi, Nicole. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here with such an important topic. I can't wait to dive in and hear more about screen time for our kids. So parents, uh, thanks for joining us again for Thriving Autism Families. Always know that the information that is shared here is for your informational purposes only. If you are in need of medical or legal advice, please do contact a professional in that area. And also know that our show is sponsored by the Sanford Autism Advocacy Group. We get you because we are you. We help you advocate for the education that your child deserves. So again, our topic today is screen time. How much is too much? We have Nicole, who is the founder of Screen Time Clinic, the largest international network of digital wellness educators, empowering families and businesses to reach their ideal level of functioning by creating healthy digital habits. She's a longtime advocate of education, former secondary teacher, author, and mother of two teens. She's been immersed in the research relating to screens and development, helping individuals and families reconnect and flourish through reduced screen time since 2018. Her new children's book, Screen Smart Sam, was written to reach families with very young children to help prevent developmental and behavioral problems resulting from excessive screen exposure. So, Nicole, wow, you've got such a just a depth uh, in your background. I'd love to hear just a little bit more about your story and what led you to become uh, this uh, screen uh, time ambassador. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it really started um, a few years before the pandemic while I was still teaching in middle school. And I just noticed how distracted our students are on a daily basis, and not only distracted by their personal devices and the one-on-one devices that we provided them at school, but they're also coming into school unprepared to learn. They're not completing their homework. They're staying up super late. And they are very willing to tell you that it's because they were gaming or scrolling or chatting well way past when their parents knew that they were. So for me, that was a real aha moment. Um, And certainly I struggled uh, maintaining good screen time boundaries with my own children. They were the digital natives that we had no idea Mm. the correlation between screens and developmental concerns um, when my own children were um, exposed or introduced to the iPad um, years ago. Yeah, amazing. You know, this is really where our kids are right now in this generation where um, technology is just a part of their life. You know, uh, I think about years ago when I was this, you know, this age, uh, you know, things were just on the on the edge of, you know, somebody had like a Atari, you know, like, uh, but right. it wasn't anywhere near um 
accessible like it is now, you know? Right, right. The accessibility has changed and also the design has also changed. So if we Mm -hmm. go and we think back, because that's one of the common um, misconceptions that I hear parents say like, well, I watched a lot of TV when I was young and I did fine or I gamed a lot when I was young and look at me now, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But the difference today is that the games and even the media online and the television programs are so much more intense Mm -hmm. and continual than they were before all the games. You know, I remember I used to love Donkey Kong Yes, yes. (laughs) and and it had an ending, you know, it didn't take too long Ah, once you got good at it to have that ending. And every time you played it, you just reached that end. And pretty soon you're like, "Hmm, okay, I know how to conquer Donkey Kong maybe I'll go ride my bike or something, Uh you know? And um, now these games are purposely designed to keep users engaged as long as possible. They're much more visually stimulating, which Mm -hmm. causes this dysregulation for our teens and our youngsters and our, even our young adults um, because they're so, um, sensitive to visual stimulation Mm -hmm. and the brain is growing. The visual stimulation is really what we're worried about. Yeah, that's so uh, powerful. And parents, as you're listening, or maybe just joining us, we're here on another episode of Thriving Autism Families. And our topic is screen time. How much is too much? Uh, And Nicole, you just really hit on something there that um, the design of technology and games and, and all and all this uh, things that our kids are exposed to, even you know TV shows, all these things um, are really designed to keep to grab you and keep you. You know, yes. I, I think about Netflix, right? And so how it yep. automatically uh, shows the next show without you having to do mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how many times have I? I mean, I don't watch that much TV, but how many times when I do have I just sat there and watched another episode, and, you know, without even thinking right. about it because they showed another one, you know? Right, right. And that's very intentional. And that's something fairly new that really causes problems with um, particularly young people and their self-regulation abilities, Mm -hmm. because parents want to be able to trust that their kids can say, you know what, too much is too much. I'm good. I need a walk. I need to go do things. I need to get my homework done. Um, I need to have dinner. I need to exercise. But the brain is not developed in a way to have this self-regulation capability until the mid-20s. So we're asking, we're giving children these tools that they literally have no capability of controlling. And some children, particularly those on the autism spectrum, um, have more challenges with self-regulation. And those of the male gender, If they're earlier exposed to media, there's a whole list of risk factors that make it even more difficult for them to self-regulate. So combine that with this um, continual design and and then the intense um, way that the media is presented these days. Um, It's not our normal cartoons from even five years ago. The cartoons are very intense. And um, it causes a repetition in their minds and really has those neurons firing that it wants more and more of that same repetition, which is not healthy, um, as you know, in anything when kids are developing to have too much of a good thing. 
Right. And that is, that's something so powerful that you talk about there with um, self, you know, sensory regulation, self-regulation, you know, and the majority of our families listening, you know, we're autism families. I am too. I live it every day. My daughter is 11. um, And uh, as part of being autistic, there is typically a challenge with sensory regulation, like you said, being able to uh, monitor, plan, uh, you know, being able to, you know, handle shifts and all these things, you know, that come along with that and um, being able to, you know, shift attention from, you know, one activity to another, all these things. So I can just see how this feeds in and is even more of a difficulty can be even more negatively impacting for our kiddos who are on the spectrum. Exactly. And believe it or not, only 20 minutes can sometimes have this effect. So when parents are saying, oh, I cut screen screen time back, it's only an hour a day, and they're still having problems with behavior Mm -hmm. or um, uh, meltdowns Mm -hmm. or defiance, um, that that one hour, even 20 minutes can cause dysfunction because of this intense design. Mm -hmm. So if your child is on the spectrum or you're having challenges with their developmental milestones, um, it's really recommended and it's totally free to reduce all screen time to zero if you can possibly do it. And we have lots of ways tips and tricks that this is possible to restructure their time. It's definitely not impossible, but um, if you can't go all the way to zero, there are ways to cut down um, a significant amount of time, just being mindful about routines. Um, And they'll really see big, big gains because um, it can be very addictive, especially to those on the autism spectrum and male gender. Mm-hmm. We're seeing so many more young adults with gaming addiction mm-hmm. that they're very smart children and they get into college because they kind of skated through high school, even though they were online too much and mm-hmm. gaming too much. Okay. And it just becomes overwhelming in college and they revert to the comfort of gaming Um, And just like any other behavioral addiction, it takes over in all other areas of their life and they're unable to be um, self-directed and self-sufficient and complete college and be self-reliant. Wow. Which is such a requirement when you're in college, you know, Yes, there is no teaching. And we, I remember I worked many, many years in middle school and high school, and we would talk about, especially in high school with kids, there will be no teacher reminding you to get your work assignments, reminding you to go to class. There's no, you know, there's, you're Mm -hmm. not going to have those, you know, support systems there. You're going to have to be able to do this and navigate it on your own. And, um, yeah, I can imagine mm-hmm. with that and much they're having Right. And that's the reason why so many colleges are creating these positions of um, academic and social emotional counselors support mm-hmm. crew because they're needing to reparent. Wow. And so that's where I really help parents and we advocate like parents take your parenting more seriously in this digital age because it's something that 
you know, you are in a position to help them create these healthy habits and you are someone to show them um, leading by example, how to sit and watch a movie together rather than being on your devices is not a shared experience anymore. If you're watching a movie distracted, Um, little things, little things like that. And to set screens aside when you're having dinner and to look people in the eye, all these little human capabilities that maybe we took for granted as adults that didn't grow up with technology so prevalent. Um, They are really um, needing to be practiced over Mm -hmm. and over and over. And every time that we have a device in our hands or watching something on a screen, we are not practicing our human qualities that are really difficult to take hold of focus stamina and conversations and eye contact and the ability to sit still when you don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man.